Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. They call it climate anxiety or eco-anxiety, and lots of places are reporting on it now. It's becoming a real concern for people who are in the mental health professions. It's defined according to the Harvard School of Medicine as distress that's related to worries about the effects of climate change. It's not mental illness. It's anxiety, Harvard says, that's rooted in uncertainty about the future, alerting us to the dangers of a changing climate. I think we've all noticed that the winters are getting warmer in western Pennsylvania. The summers are getting wetter. The storms are getting heavier and more frequent. The group against smog and pollution is going to hold a seminar on May 10th. It's free and it's online. It's called Making the Connection, Mental Health in the Time of the Climate Crisis. And on the line with us this morning is Patrick Campbell. He's the executive director of GAP. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Jason. Great to be with you and and with all your listeners. We're starting to see the effects of of climate change happening before our very eyes, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's uh, climate change is not some far off existential threat, right? It's not something that we're we're going to deal with in 10 years or 20 years. Uh, We're dealing with it right now. Uh, we're, as you're mentioning, warming weather patterns, um, the frequency and intensity of storms, uh, all those kinds of things uh, we're feeling today. And I, I, I think in particular, uh, in particular, younger students, uh, younger people are recognizing they're, they're going to be facing the worst of, of the climate crisis uh, as, as we're, as we're uh, experiencing it now and we'll be experiencing it for uh, for decades to come. Uh, let's start with some terminology. Maybe we, we've had a cold as we're here at the end of April uh, recording this. We've had a cold and wet April. In fact, we had frost warnings a, a couple of days uh, over the past week. They used to call this global warming, but they don't call it global warming anymore because it's not necessarily getting warmer in our area every day by day. What's the difference between climate and weather? Yeah, so climate is uh, is the overall uh, trend over a longer period of time, uh, where weather is exactly what you described. It's the day-to-day, uh, the day-to-day experiences of precipitation, of temperature change. Uh, so, the weather go, weather changes. <laughs> it goes. It gets warm. It gets cold. It sometimes acts peculiarly. Uh, but but climate is that long term uh, is that long term trend, and that's I think what uh, climate scientists, of which I am not a climate scientist, mm-hmm. but climate scientists are are seeing uh, warming over time, uh, which impacts uh, jet streams, which impacts. Uh, uh, you know, circulation of, of ocean currents, uh, you know, all those kinds of things. And, uh, 
And that's what I think has climate scientists most alarmed is that long-term trend. We're talking with Patrick Campbell. He's executive director of the Group Against Smog and Pollution. You can find them online at gasp-pgh.org. Coming up on May 10th, this is a free online event. It's called Making the Connection, Mental Health in the Time of the Climate Crisis. Uh, You can register at GASP's website. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what GASP is. Probably if people who've grown up in the Mon Valley or in the East Hills of Pittsburgh, they, they, they know someone who's in GASP or they've been to an event. But tell us what GASP actually is. Yeah, absolutely. So GASP stands for, like you said, the Group Against Smog and Pollution. Uh, the group was founded in 1969 around, uh, around residents' uh, kitchen tables and in living rooms uh, because, uh, because people, uh, because residents knew the impact uh, the experience of air pollution to their daily lives and to their health. And so early on, they were working to pull uh, doctors and, and politicians and regulators uh, into addressing air quality in uh, certainly southwestern Pennsylvania, uh, certainly back in being in the 60s and 70s, a much larger steel industry in particular. Now, since then, we've, uh, you know, we focus on any uh any air pollution source in in Allegheny County in southwestern Pennsylvania, uh, whether that's the uh, Mon Valley, uh, Clarendon Coke Works, or or uh, Edgar Thompson facility, all the way up into Neville Island and and uptown, and like I said, all of southwestern uh, PA, we focus on uh, how might we help residents uh, advocate for their own communities. And, and protect their air quality. I want to change topics slightly, and, and I hope this is not a, a sort of a curveball that I'm throwing. Uh, the American Lung Association a, a few weeks ago put out a state of the air report. They do this all over the country. And one of sure. the things they said is that Allegheny County, where Pittsburgh and, and McKeesport and Braddock are, is one of the most polluted places to live in the country. That's an exact quote from the report. Um, the Allegheny County Health Department then issued a, a response that criticized the American Lung Association's State of the Air report. One of the points that the health department makes is that the report is based on data from 2019, 2020, and 2021. They say, well, they're using old data. They're using the two-year-old data. Uh, <laughs> you're laughing. What, what did you think of the American Lung Association's State of the Air report, which calls the Pittsburgh area one of the most polluted in the country, and, and, and then the health department's response? Yeah, sure, sure. Well, that's, I mean, that report is the American Lung Association's report. So I'll, I'll let them speak, uh, speak to that report. However, uh, air quality in, in Allegheny County, um, yes, it has improved over the decades, for sure. And that's due to better regulation. That's due to residents really holding regulators and polluters accountable. Now, there is still light years to go in, in making sure no one gets sick from air pollution. Uh, we've still got a lot of work to do to make that happen. Um, now, the, the health department's criticism is, is uh, perhaps interesting, uh, given, uh, given the American Lung Association used, uh, used accredited data. That's what they're supposed to do from 2019 to 2021 uh, from, from monitors, uh, from EPA-held uh, monitors, regulatory monitors. And so that's, that's what they should have done. Uh, and and there will be another set of three year data uh, that'll be um, that'll be verified and confirmed, uh, and we're in the midst of that that year cycle right now. 
Uh, so I'm I'm not sure what uh, what the health department's doing, basing their criticism off of off of those years used in 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 the uh, American Lung Association's report. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, did, did it seem a little bit defensive of, of the health department to to criticize the Lung Association when the Lung Association is using the health department's own data that is being collected from the health? On department's that point, own absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, on that point, definitely. Yeah, it seemed uh, seemed a little peculiar, but uh, uh, that's that's. I you know I can't I can't uh, get into no, what the health department is thinking. Okay, <laughs> uh, we're we're here to talk about GASP and, and and what what your group is thinking. We're talking <laughs> with Patrick Campbell, sure. who is the executive director of the group against smog and pollution. You can find them online at gasp-pgh.org. They have an event coming up on May tenth uh, at six thirty uh, called "Making the Connection." It's about climate anxiety, and that's what we're going to be talking about here. Uh, we have a quick break to. Uh, to um, take care of. But just before we close the loop, what are some uh, ongoing things that, that people in the McKeesport, Braddock, uh, Homestead, West Homestead, West Mifflin, Clareton, Churchill, that East Hills, Mon Valley area, that they can do if they want to interface with GASP and, and they have concerns? I hear from a lot of my neighbors, quite frankly, that, you know, oh, did you smell the air basically today is, is yeah, a conversation yeah. in my neighborhood sometimes. Oh, did you, oh, did you smell? What is that smell? Um, what are some things that they can do uh, working with GASP? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh, you know, first go out to our website and uh, as and and thank you for sharing that website with with folks. Uh, go to our website. That's where you can see uh, we keep uh, we keep widgets on that website that'll show uh, air quality from regulatory regulatory monitors in the Mon Valley as well as uh, Pittsburgh. So you can actually see what air quality is doing. If you want to talk to us, all of our contact information is there on the website. Uh, you know, reach out to us where we get calls from residents all the time uh, telling us about what they're uh, what they're experiencing. A couple other ways uh, we've also uh, uh, you can also go out to the uh, health department's own uh, website and make a complaint and make an air, air quality based complaint. Um, and I believe that's now, ACHD. I, I believe that's ACHD.net for people. Yes, that's I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so uh, so there you're able to make a uh, an air quality complaint and uh, that may not fix something immediately, but it helps to continue to build the narrative. And if you do make a complaint, let GAFs know. We're we're happy to follow up with you on on that complaint. We're talking uh, and, and then finally oh, go ahead. no go ahead. No, and then finally you're welcome to uh, to go to um, download the uh, Smell Pittsburgh app, and that's where it, that's a crowdsourcing app. That's not Gasp's app. That's uh, uh, Create Lab mm-hmm. um, develop that app. But uh, that's where you can report uh, what you're smelling, and you can see what your neighbors and friends are. Uh, in the in the Pittsburgh region. We're talking with Patrick Campbell, who's the executive director of GASP, the group against smog and pollution. When we come back, I want to talk to why GASP has gotten interested in this problem of climate anxiety or eco-anxiety and uh, what you hope will come out of the May 10th event, okay? Great. Thank you. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorial crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. Welcome back. We're talking with Patrick Campbell.
Campbell from the Group Against Smog and Pollution about their upcoming event on May 10th at 6.30. This is free and it's online. It's called Making the Connection, Mental Health in the Time of the Climate Crisis. Patrick Campbell, your group has mostly been concerned with since 1969 with the air quality in the Pittsburgh area. What caused your group and your leadership to become aware of this problem of climate anxiety? Yeah. So we we first became, um, you know, really, really kind of concerned about this as uh, as Christina Marusic and Julie Grant uh, were doing reporting on how pollution impacts uh, impacts the actual biological processes of of brain and body from pollution, uh, whether it's airborne water, uh, lead exposures in your home. uh, and, And they did a phenomenal job on being uh, on, on at the end of the report, compiling resources that people could use to uh, to reach out to help um, help care for their own mental health as well as their families and neighbors. And so we actually had them on a making a connection event where they shared their reporting. And uh, and from that we wanted to we wanted to follow up to to help uh, you know to help people who are work who are doing uh, environmental advocacy, uh, whatever that looks like. Uh, maybe residents who are are living near uh, near major sources of pollution who see uh, who see Clarendon Coke works uh, stacks spewing out pollution in one and and the, you know that creates anxiety and sometimes depression and and the thing is uh, climate change is so big. It's such a big problem that no one person's actions can can fix it. <laughs> However, uh, we don't want people to be uh, stunned into into not doing anything. <laughs> uh, and so, and so, we wanted to get we wanted to bring Graham on to uh, to just give an overview of what what are some tools and skills that that we can all cultivate in our lives to. Um, to make sure that we prevent burnout, that we don't kind of give in to apathy, that uh, you know that we we take care of ourselves and our families and our neighbors, uh, so that we can continue to do this good work. You, you mentioned Graham Standish, who is the executive director of Samaritan Counseling of Western Pennsylvania, and he's going to be leading this discussion. On May 10th yes. at 6.30, uh, you can register for that by going to GASP's website, gasp-pgh.org. It's a uh, – it's a uh, just scrolling back here. Mental Health in the Time of the Climate Crisis is the title and it's uh, exploring tools and strategies that people can use to build resiliency, prevent burnout and keep away despair. How did you make the connection uh, with Graham Standish and with Samaritan Counseling to lead this session? Yeah, it was actually through a uh, through a, a personal friend of my own, <laughs> who uh, who who is also a, a mental health counselor, and uh, like Graham, and so recommended that this was a good person who and a good organization who could uh, help give people some uh, some quick tools within this hour discussion. I mean, it's not meant to take the place of therapy. Uh, it's not meant to take the place of of uh, a clinical relationship between. Uh, a licensed mental health professional and an individual. It's a very introductory course. Uh, and, and I think one reason for that in my mind is there's still so much stigma about talking about mental health or depression or anxiety or any other uh, mental health uh, concern or illness. And, um, and we don't want to perpetuate that. 
is anger so is, I, is, we want to talk about it excuse me is anger another emotion that, that people may be feeling I, I was just just before you and I connected here this morning I was listening to the Rick Smith show which we we carry on, on one of the affiliates that the, the, the this radio mm-hmm. show is on and he was talking about Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin who apparently made a, a speech yesterday in which he said he welcomes climate change he's glad the climate's changing he says Wisconsin needs less snow so he's really glad that that they're getting warmer winters and and and, and less snow and and the host Rick Smith was kind of sort of laughing sort of angry that you know he said a United States senator yeah. is is saying something that is this foolish that this, this dumb uh, on the floor of, of the U.S. Senator, wherever he's making the speech, yeah. is anger an emotion that, that people are often feeling in, in, in your group or amongst the, the people yeah. that you're working with? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and I think it's 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 okay to feel angry. It's it's okay to be. I mean, you 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 hear some some statements like that, uh, or you see the you know the ineptitude or the the attempt at obfuscating the law, which, which impacts people's health, uh, in, in terms of getting them exposed to pollution. And, uh, it, it enrages you, <laughs> uh, it, it makes you really angry, but that's, um, uh, th- and that's okay. But I, I think in, for myself, I'll speak for myself. That's something I don't want to consume me. Uh, you know, I, I want to, uh, do this work personally from a, from a place of let us, that the, the things we do here very much impact uh, our, our region and our, and our world. So let's do the most good we can uh, right now. The, the American, in case people are wondering, well, is this a real problem? Uh, and I know I'm sure that some people are asking that. Uh, the American Psychological mm-hmm. Association uh, did a survey a few years ago. They concluded that more than two-thirds, almost 70 percent really, of Americans are experiencing some climate anxiety. Uh, the British medical journal The Lancet found that in the UK, 84 percent of young adults, so people ages 16 to 25, are worried about climate change and about 60 percent are very or extremely worried. Uh, UNICEF uh, did a report back in 2021 that uh, concluded that children are at the highest risk, extremely high risk, as a result of climate change, and that they are also vulnerable to chronic stress and climate anxiety. So, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, "Well, I'm not that worried about it," you know, they're like Ron Johnson. I could, I don't like shoveling snow. I'm glad that the winters are getting warmer. Uh, you may not be worried about it, um, Patrick, but it sounds like. Our children, or our grandchildren, our nieces and nephews may very well be absolutely, and that's and I am worried about it. I, I am too, but uh, <laughs> I, I figured, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I suspected. Um, and 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 that's one thing. Uh, one thing I would, uh, I'm hoping that that will will come from this initial conversation is, and this initial uh, training uh, or workshop with Graham is how I, I'm a parent. Yeah, so how how might I? Start to uh, start to keep some resiliency in my life, uh, build that, and how do I uh, how do I translate that and build that for my own children? Uh, how do I talk to them about uh, about climate about the climate crisis? Uh, how do I uh, ensure that they are they have the skills they need to to deal with uh, deal with the worst of this? Um, you know, so that's that's something I think parents uh, need parents, guardians, caregivers, whoever you know need to need to keep in mind is is how might I uh, translate and transfer these skills to 
to my children or the next generation, whatever that looks like for the family. When we come back, um, we have a, the time goes quickly for another 30-second break here. When we come back, let's talk about what you hope people will carry forward from this event, what they'll be able to take back to their family, their friends, their neighbors, their communities, and, and, and also who from the community that you hope will, will take the time to participate in this event coming up on May 10th, okay? Sounds great. Uh, join the group against smog and pollution at 6.30 on May 10th for an event called Making the Connection. Mental health in the time of the climate crisis. Climate anxiety is defined as heightened emotional, mental, or other stress in response to dangerous changes uh, in the climate system. More than two-thirds of Americans reporting now that they're experiencing some anxiety. This event is online. It is free, and it's going to be led by Graham Standish, who's executive director of Samaritan Counseling of Western Pennsylvania. You can sign up by going to GASP's website at gasp-pgh.org. That's on May 10th. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. Save a life and reverse an opioid overdose by contacting the Monarch Community Services. They offer the ATIS program that has been specializing in substance use treatment for over 35 years. They offer several different levels of care. Each are tailored to individual needs and personal circumstances. Visit www.mics.org billboard. Back for a final few minutes, we're talking with the executive director of the Group Against Smog and Pollution, Patrick Campbell, about an upcoming event on May 10th. It's called Making the Connection. Mental health in the time of the climate crisis, that's on May 10th at 6.30. It's free. It's online. You can register at GASP's website. Let, let me throw another curveball uh, at you, Patrick. Um, in preparing for us talking today, one of the things that I saw in one news story, I think it was in Scientific American, is that climate anxiety, they say, is mostly a phenomenon among the upper middle class and White people. Now, you and I are both white. Just feel that that's accurate or not. And environmental work, I think, unfortunately, has always been uh, historically and even contemporarily has has been a a unfortunately a predominantly white space uh, that we can't dance around that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, most uh, pollution sources these days are located and historically are located in environmental justice communities. This is like Braddock, uh, North Braddock, Clareton, uh, Neville Island and Coriopolis, places that have a high percentage of people who are black people of color or are people who are living at or near the poverty line. That's 100% So they're, so they're, suff- they're suffering the, the, the consequences. Absolutely. And the, the, the thing is, though, uh, there have been there there are more groups now uh, that are I'm thinking of the Black Environmental Collective. Uh-huh. I'm in in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm thinking of Black Appalachia yeah. uh, who are are advocating for their own communities uh, and and helping um, helping particularly those uh, those of us who do identify as white to to understand the things that we have always done in environmental movement uh the 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 dominance the patronizing the uh, those kinds of things just perpetuate this problem and so it's um it's been a 
uh, it's it's starting to be something we need to, uh, particularly in white spaces, re you know rethink and reconsider of how we do this work. Um, so you know, so that's that's one part of it. The other part is is uh, so that means in in my mind that people uh, people of all colors uh, and all um, all experiences and all uh, socioeconomic statuses uh, will be impacted by climate change. The of course the the uh, poorest among us uh, will always be most impacted, and so I I think for for some of us, particularly those with power and privilege, based on our our uh, socioeconomic status, based on our skin color, uh, our education, you know, we must take on some responsibility to correct our own behavior and correct our own actions, um, so that we don't continue to perpetuate. Uh, these these incredible harms. Uh, the other thing is we need to we need to learn. We need to do some uh, do some reading and and soul searching or or um, you know some own our own education so that when in our effort to help as white people we uh, we don't perpetuate the problem. There, to, to follow up on that, there there was a study that was done uh, at Yale University. Uh, about three years ago, uh, called Race and Climate Change. And it concluded that um, Hispanics and uh, black residents are the people most concerned uh, about climate change and are the least doubtful. They're also the most engaged uh, in, in climate change work um, because they're being disproportionately affected. They, they live in low-lying areas. They live in communities with poor infrastructure and and they're concerned. So if there – it sounds to me, Patrick, as if, if there is a black and white divide, it's starting to close. People are starting to come together on this issue. I, I hope so. Uh, recognizing our – you know, recognizing – our failings in, in, in the environmental movement uh, as a traditionally uh, white space. Uh, that's, that's one thing. And, and uh, community members recognizing that no one's going to come to save them. Uh, no, and so the residents standing up and speaking for themselves. What's the old, uh, what's the old saying I, that I, I, think I, think Barack, I think Barack Obama used to quote the old saying that we are the help we've been waiting for or we are the change we've been yeah, waiting for. I think something like that. Something yeah, like that, yeah. which, is an old, yeah. which I think is That's an old right. saying. Uh, f- final thoughts. Uh, this event's coming up 6.30 on May 10th. It's an online uh, event uh, about mental health in the time of climate crisis. What are you hoping that people will will, will take away from that and take back to their neighbors, their friends, their family, their coworkers? Yeah, really. I mean, this whole making the connection uh, is is coming from a place of of well being. Uh, Gasp has, and as well as our partners and many other organizations, uh, we're, we're we are working every day for better environmental outcomes. So that that's pr- protecting people's health and protecting bodies and and um, and and other parts of health and uh so so this part is it, our our mental health is absolutely part of our bodies and our health and so we uh you know we we want uh to cultivate a better sense of well-being for for participants for our own staff our own board our um and our and our partners and residents that we interact with as well as residents who we may not have interacted with yet and I assume you're hoping uh, for a we, for a big a diverse group of people, both young people and uh, older folks, white and black, uh, all sort of participating yes. in this call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's open to everyone. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Um, 
And, you know, we've been pushing that out through our, uh, you know, our social media platforms and website and so, uh, and, and other, uh, other networks. And so uh, we really are hoping that as many people uh, that are available can come. And that way, we, we all have a better, uh, a better understanding of how we can take care of our own mental health, our children's mental health, our family's mental health, as well as our neighbor's. Uh, because I think in this climate crisis, we need to understand that we we really do, in the best understanding, uh, belong to one another. We what we do impacts uh, impacts one another, and so we uh, we need to take that responsibility seriously. The the event is called Making the Connection: Mental Health in the Time of the Climate Crisis. It is on Zoom at six thirty on Wednesday, May tenth. You can sign up by going to the Group Against Smog and Pollution's website. Gasp dash pgh dot org. If you are not super web literate and you'd like help uh, finding that information, you can go to Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and look for the group against smog and pollution, or you can call them at 412-924-0604. Patrick Campbell is the executive director of the group against smog and pollution, and he has been our guest this morning. Patrick, thank you for taking some time to talk with us about this. Yeah, thank you, Jason. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening this morning to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Thank you.